Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at PodcastOne.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Now we're back in Milford. Our Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl with another year of Dan nailing his Super Bowl prediction. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Mansion, this is Dan Patrick. We will give you our best and worst of the weekend coming up. We'll talk to Frank Clark, the Chiefs defensive end, and uh, Ross Tucker, Westwood One analyst and former uh, offensive lineman. He'll join us after covering uh, Super Bowl 54. Congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, also, Andy Reid. And Andy Reid probably, was probably going to the Hall of Fame whether he won a Super Bowl or not. But that certainly solidified him as a Hall of Famer last night with what he's done. And uh, it was impressive because you're, you're feeling like the Kansas City Chiefs are running out of time. And you're waiting for that offense to explode. And then you realize maybe it's not exploding. Maybe it's not going to be the offense that we saw in, in previous games. And then all of a sudden, with eight minutes to go, Patrick Mahomes became Patrick Mahomes. Up until that point, I thought Damian Williams was your uh, your MVP. I thought that he was great and should have been the MVP. But uh, give credit to that Kansas City defense as well, because I don't think we would have been talking about that Kansas City defense normally, but you did last night. And uh, certainly a great second half of the season. As uh, Frank there uh, with us, bring in sure is. Frank Clark, the defensive end. Hey, Frank, have you been to bed? Uh, yeah, man, I've tried, man, but you know you gotta gotta get back to work, you know, when it stops. So uh, got my got got about an hour in, and you know I still puffy, but hey, man, I'm enjoying it, man. Still letting it soak in. How was the celebration? Man, it was pretty fun, you know. Team, we had a team party over here at the hotel and stuff, and we just enjoyed each other's time. You know, it's gonna be the last time we're around each other for a few months, you know, other than exit meetings and stuff. Besides that, you know. Uh, so you just enjoy the time, man. What was the scouting report on the uh, Niners offense? Um, man, it stopped the run first. You know, we knew going into that game that um, came off a really strong performance, you know, running the ball in this three-punch, you know, combo they got in 26-22. And then Mozart, it just um, it was a really good running attack, man. It's pretty strong. And, uh, you know, watching the first half, they was kind of tearing us up with the runs, man. And um, and then they, you know, got this rook, man. This rook played out of his mind tonight, number 19, Debo Samuels. You know, so when they got guys like that in explosive offense, you know, those guys are going to make some plays. But, you know, we buckled down, you know, when it time mattered in the fourth quarter, you know, when you got to um, close out games or win games. And, 
you know, it was on the defense and, you know, Pat Mahomes was doing, you know, Pat Mahomes things and, you know, every, every one of our receivers and tight ends and, you know, shout out to, um, you know, D, he um, was toting that pill tonight and, you know, um, everyone was just clicking, man. We all played strong team um, ball at the end. I was curious, Frank, what you were thinking when it's six minutes to go and uh, Moster gets five yards, so second down and five. Uh, so they throw on second down and third down. I I was surprised they didn't run because you take time off the clock and it felt like, you know, they, they were able to get what they wanted uh, for the most part running. How surprised were you that Garoppolo threw those two uh, second and third down? Um, I wasn't really surprised. I mean, you know, they they, they, they they was mixing it up the whole game and was honestly doing a pretty good job of it, you know, just keeping it real. The slants and, you know, a couple of those drags in the game, you know, we were getting hurt on. So, um, you know, the guys, um, uh, I think that was when Chris made that play when he batted one of the balls down, right? And then uh, we come back and, you know, we get off the field on third down and um, force that and Pat goes down to score again. So it's like, man, it just bust the game wide open for us. How much uh, did you talk during the game? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. A mic up is coming out soon. What am I going to hear, Frank? It might take a few days to edit. Uh-huh. I don't want I don't, I don't. I hope I didn't say nothing too crazy, but it might take a few days to edit. You know, so <laughs> we'll go wait and see how it goes. <laughs> did you talk to Garoppolo? Yeah, I talked to him a little bit. You know, I talked to him a little bit. I had to let him know, you know, we were going to climb a bench game. So uh, I let him know blood in the water for sure. You know, by the time I let him know, I got to him eventually. So it was pretty cool, man. It was it was, it was, was fun, man. You know, I enjoyed it, man. So. Chris Jones was all over the place last night as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's my twin, man. You know, when he does his thing out there, and he's, you know, firing all cylinders, and he's just all hyped up, you know, it seems like it just gives me energy, you know, it keeps me going, man. Even when, you know, things get rough, you look at the player like Chris and his energy is so positive, and he's just, you know, everything about him is just, you know, good spirit and good nature, and he just wants to, you know, see the best come out of everybody. And, um, you know, that's all it was, man, playing with complete passion. I think tonight y'all seen a lot of passion coming from, you know, guys, and it just showed a lot of grit. Well, congrats, Frank. That was a great moment. You know, if I, if I would have told you back when Mahomes got injured, you guys were still going to win the Super Bowl. Would you have any doubt back then? Uh, no, not at all, man. You know, only, only we know what truly goes on in-house. You know what I mean? Honestly, man, and – you know, the best part about it is, is when you go through the things with your, your teammates and you, you make sacrifices, certain sacrifices, and, you know, and, and with one goal in mind, and that's to win the Super Bowl. You know, first and foremost, we wanted to win the AFC Championship. You know, we wanted to do that for our people. Um, and, and, and the thing is, we, we got that done, and the other goal was to win the, you know, the, um, the, the, the big one, you know, the World Championship. And, you know, we got that accomplished, and it's a blessing, man, you know, God is amazing, man. Thank you, Frank. We appreciate your time and uh, celebrate. You certainly earned it. Thank you, man. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for bringing me on. That's Frank Clark, Kansas City Chiefs defensive end. Got an hour of sleep there. Yeah, I didn't know he was mic'd up, but uh, I'm sure he had a few things to say to Jimmy Garoppolo. I like how he says, yeah, I'm just letting him know that, you know, we're coming after him. I don't think he said it that way. 
I don't think he said it in like a low-key, yeah, hey, Jimmy, we're going to be coming after you. Might have been a couple of uh, expletives in there. If you haven't tried Golden Road Brewing, you are missing out. These guys are all about bringing you the finest quality craft beer available. Mango Cart, after every show, I either had the Mango Cart or the Wolf Pup Session IPA. And it was, and sometimes I'd have both. <laughs> I actually mixed the Mango Cart with the Wolf Pup Session IPA one day. I was going crazy, but it tastes great. Brewed to stand out, you'll find Mango Cart Wolf Pup Session IPA available in all 50 states. California-inspired Golden Road Brewing Fresh Craft Beer since 2011. Now it's uh, our turn for Best and Worst of the Weekend. I'll start back row left with Todd. Okay, my Best and Worst of the Weekend are as follows. Best, unfortunately, not John Lynch as well, but Steve Atwater being selected for induction Ooh. into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Love uh. number 27. Worst, Houston guard Dejon Giroux. Ejected Saturday with a little over six minutes left in the second half after reportedly biting the Cincinnati player's leg as they battled for a loose ball. He has been suspended for a game as well. Mm. McLovin. Uh, my best is going to be something you mentioned earlier, the four-top spin on the Kansas City uh, when they were at the goal line and they did that shift before the touchdown. That was awesome. It was great. Uh, my worst is uh, going to be that Loretta ad on Google. I'm sorry. I ripped it earlier before, and people are – everyone's like, I love it, but – I don't know. Any any ad, somebody said at the break, the more sentimental your ad is, the probably more evil your company is. So I, I'm totally <laughs> – I thought it was a little over the top. Oh, Man. Right I'm not now. alone. Twitter, I mean, was on fire ripping this ad. It was uh, – pretty much everybody did. All right, Seton O'Connor. My best of the weekend was The Rock doing the intros for the game. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, that dude, man, he just – he gets hype, you know, and he's such a great showman. But I thought, here, I'll play a quick clip of them. Oh. But I thought they were pretty great. It's about that time. We all know about this storied franchise. The rings. The legends. But tonight, it isn't about them. It's about this team. If there's a way to get that W, trust me, they will find it. He's a good hype man, you know? I like it. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty awesome. Uh, my worst of the weekend, I know we've been talking about it mostly all day, but uh, the MVP, Super Bowl MVP, should have been Damian Williams. But it feels like squeezing Mahomes in as the MVP, not that it's that crazy, but it sort of fits a new narrative that the NFL is, is working for. Yes, McLaughlin. Can I say one more worst Seaton that Seaton brought up before the show was fired up in my friend with Travis Kelsey running backwards away from oh, first down. Dude. We all, when he was running and then he would cut back to make a bigger play and lost the first down, and that was killing the dead ass. Ooh. Yeah, those are brutal because he was like right there. I mean, he could have fallen forward for the first down, but instead he would stop and cut back almost to the point that you were like, "Is this dude getting paid off to like <laughs> make me like?" I know I'm not gonna get more wow. first down. Yeah, what are you doing, man? I still look at that Damian Williams touchdown, and and all touchdowns are reviewed. How do you not see that his foot is out of bounds? And and I don't know if they said, "Well, was he over the goal line with the ball before he stepped out of bounds?" But I, from behind, he stepped out of bounds. That's all. Stepped out of bounds. I don't know it's one of those you can go, well, I don't know if there's enough evidence. No, he stepped out of bounds. Yes, he I know. I'm kind of like, well, I don't know. I think you let him have the touchdown. <laughs> I was glad because I was pulling for the Chiefs, but, you know, he stepped out of bounds. He stepped out of bounds. Paulie, best and worst of the weekend. Right before kickoff, that NFL 100 commercial where that young athlete is running around through the town, Drew Brees throws in the ball. And then at one point in the commercial, he stops, and everything stops, and he looks at the Pat Tillman statue mm. outside in Glendale, Arizona, mm. and it's really like it hits you. And both of my kids said, why did he stop and what's that statue? 
And then I took a minute after the commercial and told him a little about Pat Tillman, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because there's a lot to that story. But I, I took a little minute to talk to them about it, um, which was, again, the purpose of it. The other best of the weekend, Friday night, got about two hours sleep, got to the airport at 5.30 in the morning, got on a 6.45 flight. Uh, flight was pretty much empty. There were three open seats. I had the entire row to myself. I was very, very tired. Now, do I sit in my seat and recline like a normal person, or do I lay across all three rows, put my feet up, and sleep like a little baby? Which would you guys do? I take up all three. I don't know. I don't know how comfortable that would be. Taking up all three. I think people think it's a lot more comfortable because you could, you really can just lounge across really? the yeah. three. Yeah. I did not lay across all three because I, I think it's a little wrong. It, it feels like too comfortable. It's like taking your shoes off or. Oh, well, I have a problem with that. Yeah. I, I take my shoes off every flight. Well, <laughs> I, I sat in front of somebody who had their shoes off and no socks on behind oh, that's me. That's different. I always have socks on. Yeah, well, th- thank you. That's. that's Good, but the person behind me did not. It, feel, it feels like wearing sweatpants going out to dinner. I, I don't want to lay down on things. I don't want to be that. Uh, but I didn't know if I should rat on the person behind me and say, I hit my call button to say, it, you know, Jimmy Lipper's got uh, his shoes and socks off behind me. Yes, Don. I would, if I, you had a problem with that, I would, you know, pretend you're going to the restroom and go all the way to the back there where they're getting the drink cart ready and uh, and whisper in one of the flight attendants' ears. If that's, uh, you're not supposed to be doing that, say, hey, 32B with the with the feet out, because yeah, that's not, uh, you guys. You rat them out? I think I'd rat them out. And I certainly would lay across the, the thing there. If you're fortunate enough, that's like the ultimate, that the seats next to you are both open. Yeah, would chance you, lay you lay with your, like, all the way aside, like a little baby yeah. napping, and with your feet up on the seat? Why not? Shoes up on the seat? No, not shoes. Oh. Socks. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, I got a stat of the day here. There have been three teams in Super Bowl history to lose a 10-point fourth-quarter lead. Kyle Shanahan called the offensive plays for two of them. I think it's too soon to go here, isn't it? After the 10-minute mark in the fourth quarter, Shanahan's teams were outscored a combined 46 to nothing. What? Stat of the day. By the way, left turn here, as we've been known to have. The Milwaukee Bucks, Pat Connaughton, has committed to be in the NBA slam dunk contest. But why is that noteworthy, Dan? Because he's white. <laughs> Full transparency, because he's white. Aaron Gordon, Dwight Howard, Derek Jones Jr., and Connaughton, who played at Notre Dame. Now, his verticals are round 43, I think. I mean, it's pretty crazy. He was one of those guys where you watched him and you go, why isn't he great? He was good, but he was not great. But he's in the slam dunk contest. Yes, Paul? Why isn't isn't his teammate Dante DiVincenzo? Wasn't he a great dunker at Villanova? Yeah, I don't know why he's not in or if he's going to be in. What if he, yeah, the big ragu should be in there, too. I like that. Yeah. I want to see Vince Carter in there. Well, Dwight Howard's kind of in the same boat. Yeah, Former but, champion. Yeah, I know. Vince would have been the guy. Dwight Howard's got no, you know, he's not going to do anything crazy. Well, but, I, I'm shocked he's in there. But didn't Dwight want Kobe to help him in the slam dunk contest? Remember when that came out? He was going to have Kobe as a prop. Uh, Aaron Gordon back in. Uh, Derek Jones. Did Derek Jones Jr. win the slam dunk last year? 
I don't. We were we were at a heat game the other day, and he got on the court, and there was a all the dads like, "Who is that guy?" Again? Yeah, he's very anonymous because of the name. I don't even follow the slam dunk contest. I I, I don't. I mean, I'll probably tune in if you said Dante Divincenzo was in or Pat Connaughton, but Aaron Gordon is a wonderful dunker. But Dwight Howard, do I care if he's dunking? Not really. Yeah, Paul. About ten days ago in a post game interview. If I can get all the Laker fans to lobby to get Kobe to help me in the dunk contest, that'd be really good. Dwight Howard told reporters that'd be awesome. He said he had a few props, a few bits that he planned, and he thought Kobe would spice it up. Yeah, yeah, McLovin. I got a good guest to preview the dunk contest now. Our friend Brent Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he won it. Uh, Rex Chapman's available. But Rex. I think Barry won, didn't he? Yeah, Rex should have. Yeah. Doesn't Brent Barry still owe us the warm up? top that he had in that slam dunk contest? He did say that. Yeah. He's no Carson Palmer, I guess. Not delivering. No. By the way, there's an issue. With? Carson Palmer. What are you talking about? Uh, Paul and I ran into him after the show on Friday on the streets. And? I think he might want that Heisman back at some point. (laughs) Which you would assume he would want his Heisman trophy that he earned back at some point. But he actually verbalized it. He's like, I'm getting that back, right? But he said it like right question mark. Oh, all right. He's the nicest guy, most down to earth former athlete I've been around. He was just like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" So he wants the the Heisman back. I don't think I, he's so laid back, Dan. I don't think it's going to be a big issue. So he can put it back in the corner of his garage, yeah, collecting dust even, and cobwebs. Or? This, this is the most exposure that Heisman's gotten since the '91. And they already have one at USC, so people can go see that one. I mean, what else are you going to do with it? Well, who the hell do you think he is anyway? Yeah. yeah. Not like he won a Super Bowl or anything. He won a Heisman. It's not like he won an award where they took a cheap glove and spray uh, painted it gold. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I can't believe a gold glove is that cheesy. When I saw that gold glove from Harold Reynolds and I went, you got to be. I thought he was joking with us. And he, and he went down to, like, a, the local trophy store and said, hey, let's just slap one together. I got some rust-oleum I'm going to put on this glove. It's like he made it at Arts and Crafts yes. as a kid. <laughs> and even then, oh, didn't, macaroni and, and didn't, it. didn't make it well at Arts and Crafts. That's the most disappointing award that I've ever seen. I don't know what would be worse. Is there a – what's the worst award you can get as far as what it looks like? Because the gold glove is right there. Because it, it's just painted gold. And not even gold. Yeah, Paul. You know, the World Series trophy is a mess. It's got all those flags poking up all over the place. Well, you can get hurt with it. Yeah, and it, it's it's very – I feel like it's going to break and just look at it the wrong way. That's a team award, though. It's still impressive, though, the way it's it's made. It's just it's, – it's not user-friendly. Yeah, McLovin. What's the one at the tennis match where they hold up the plate? At Wimbledon? A plate's kind of lame. That does look kind of weak, like a Seder plate. That yeah. I don't know what a Seder plate is. And Passover when they put the different things in the middle of a and I still, Jewish thing. And I still don't know what it is. It's like, a, it's like a serving plate oh, on, okay. on Passover. A serving tray. And there's like things that represent different Jewish things. I should have just thing. passed over you. You and really then, should have. Yeah. I just brought it down. Yeah. Now, the, the Wimbledon one is pretty impressive, though. Is Holding it? up a plate? Is know. the plate first place or second place for Wimbledon? I think. I thought runner-up got the plate and... The winner got the ball and the forks. I don't. I don't know what the. I thought the winner got an actual trophy. No, I think the the second place gets a little trophy. Oh, I think. I I remember where Martina would hold up that 
uh, whatever serving tray. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think the the trophy the trophy is nice size looking urn thing but as far as the champion. Urn. Runner, the runner up is like <laughs> the, run, the runner up is some kind of you serving plate. Earned this. Don't spill Rod Laver. Yeah. It's called the Venus Rosewater dish. Oh. And it's uh, yeah, only the women get the plate. Oh, okay. Because the, the men get a trophy. I think you're right. Yeah. And then the second place gets a serving tray. For the men. What do you get at the Indy 500? You get a. That's a beautiful trophy. That's a huge. Oh, it's a big trophy. Big trophy. Because I always think you get milk. Milk. <laughs> that's what I say. You get slathered in milk. You I don't know milk. about that one. I got the NBA All Star Slam Dunk Contest winners. Uh, Diallo from uh, the Thunder won it last year. The kid out of Kentucky. Diallo. Yeah, I remember him in Kentucky. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell before oh. that. Glenn Robinson Jr. the third before that. Your Zach Levine won it twice, and then John Wall won it in twenty fourteen. Has Zion had a dunk yet? He's averaging like twenty and eight. Oh, has he had a dunk? Are you kidding me? Has he? Oh. He was he, he was about four feet over. He did a Grant Hill alley oop the other night. Oh. I was knee deep in Super Bowl stuff, so he's Unbelievable. I mean, he's he's the biggest thing since LeBron to come in the league. Is that a fair statement? There's a whole lot of hype attached to him. Yeah. I got to help him work on his touch, though. Because he's as big as he is, he's going to get fouled a lot. And, you you know, he's a 63. I think he was 63% free throw shooter at Duke. But he, uh, he got to add a little touch there. Because. I was saying about Carl Malone. It's a guy, a big guy who learned to shoot fouls over like a 10-year. It took a while. Yeah, but Blake Griffin, too. But you have to, you know, working on that touch, but he, he has some free throws that could put somebody's eye out. Yeah, Paul. Zion so far this year is shooting 67% from three, but he's shooting 53% from the free throw line. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get fouled, and certainly late in the game, and put him on the line. But, uh, you know, he, he's living up to the hype. He is. I, I thought from the beginning of the year, though, he wasn't going to be the rookie of the year. Uh, John Morant's going to be your rookie of the year. And he's been pretty spectacular. All right, uh, 22 after the hour. We'll talk to our good friend, Ross Tucker, who was there at the game last night. Get his thoughts on, uh, was there a single play, a signature play last night that we'll remember from Super Bowl 54. 22 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. All right, fellas, uh, Valentine's Day just around the corner, and it's possibly the one day of the year you do want to get caught with your pants down. That sounds like a Todd Fritz line. And if that does happen, you want to make sure that you're wearing Tommy John, the most stylish, comfortable, functional underwear out there. I've worn a lot of different brands of underwear, and Tommy John is by far the best. I actually have four pairs of it with me here in Miami for the uh, for the big game. Uh, and what better way to show how much you care than by replacing your old-fashioned tattered underwear, something you can both be proud of. That's Tommy John. And when you're in Tommy John underwear, uh, the legs never ride up. The waistband never rolls down. It's impossible to get a wedgie, which is really annoying. Uh, and for the lady in your life, Tommy John has officially ended visible panty lines. How about that? What a bonus. Uh, plus, they have the most comfortable bras on the planet to complete her look. See, that's what I'm talking about. Get your lady a very comfortable bra. It'll pay off. Uh, so if you're looking for the perfect gift set, uh, Tommy John right now has limited Valentine's Day underwear and loungewear gift sets for both him and her. Plus... All sets are 10% off. Shop limited edition Valentine's Day gift sets and get 20% off your first order when you go to TommyJohn.com slash Patrick. That's TommyJohn.com slash Patrick for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Patrick. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. 
And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. I'll get to your phone calls. I didn't realize that uh, the uh, page that I have with my phone calls was disconnected. Huh? So I didn't know that. I was like, where is everybody today? I mean, good God, Jeff in Detroit has nothing going on. He always calls in. But uh, best and worst of the weekend. And uh, we'll get to those phone calls coming up. Anybody top my Harry Styles run in as far as celebrities go in Miami? Run in. Well, we crossed paths. Yeah. yeah. I had a couple of celebs on my flight back. It was Jay Williams, former Dookie, and works for ESPN on my flight. But then in the Miami airport, sit, stand, sitting right in the seat next to me, like next to me, next to me, waiting for his flight, Pudge Rodriguez, the former all-star oh, catcher. Okay. And nobody walked up to him. He's a very unassuming guy. Um, did you guys like the halftime show? I saw Michael Wilbon tweeted, it's the best halftime show ever. And I thought, mm, I'm not going to go that far. Can you say that even if you don't care for the music, it's a very impressive with the coordination and the dancing? And oh, was that? Yeah. I thought Shakira was great. I, I don't think J-Lo's a singer. She's a performer. Uh, and they both look spectacular. But and Shakira started out with a Led Zeppelin song, you know, at least the start of it. I go, okay, I'm going to like this. I don't know anything other than "Hips Don't Lie" or something like that. And Jenny from the Block, yeah, see, I thought they were great. I thought that they really captured Miami too, and sort of like brought the some of the culture there, yeah, um, right, you know, to the world. So I thought that was cool. Shakira was awesome, and Jennifer Lopez is super impressive. So I don't know. I mean, I. Some of the people I was with were like, uh, they're lip syncing. This is stupid. I'm like, okay, but it's not a singing competition. It's a show. You know, like you're just supposed to enjoy the dancing and the songs and stuff. It's not that big of a deal. Shakira. Uh, Dan Patrick Show brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. The all-new GT four-door coupe because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any of our interviews while we're in Miami or at any time, the Mercedes AMG Man Cave. Go to the Dan Patrick Show app where you can watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave. Mercedes-AMG driving performance. He's Ross Tucker, former NFL lineman, the Ross Tucker podcast host of the new show Home and Home on uh, Radio.com app. Ross, thanks for joining us. Was there a play that will stand out 10 years from now from Super Bowl 54, good or bad? Yeah, I think without question, Dan, to me, it's, it's the throw to Tyreek Hill. I mean, totally turned the whole game around. If you think about it, the play before, Patrick Mahomes threw the ball short to a wide-open Tyreek Hill who trapped the ball. They called it a catch. They overturned it. And I remember sitting there thinking, boy, this is just not Mahomes' night. I mean, it was the worst I'd ever seen him play. It was his worst game ever. At that point, seven minutes and 13 seconds left in the game. They're down 20-10. to 10. And I'll give Andy Reid a lot of credit for the play call. They fooled Emmanuel Mosley, the young corner for the Niners. He bit up, vacated his zone. Tyreek Hill's wide open 40 yards down the field. And the Chiefs ended up scoring a touchdown after that. We all know what happened. But that that was the play. I mean, that, that was the play of the Super Bowl by a lot. What would we be talking about today if the Niners had won? 
Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid both coming up small in the biggest moment because if the Niners had won, then the Chiefs wouldn't have scored that many points. Obviously, it was 20 to 10 with four minutes left, seven minutes left, and we would have said, wow, Andy Reid, he's got all this talent, all this speed, yet he gets to the Super Bowl, can only score 10 points, can't get it done. And Patrick Mahomes, you know, as good as he's been his first two years as a starter, he gets to the Super Bowl and plays his worst game ever. I mean, that would have been the conversation. Those guys would have had to live with that and wear that until they get back. And, you know, that's the other thing, Dan. Everybody's talking about it, you know, like, oh, this is the start of a dynasty. It's hard, man. I mean, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Dan Marino, they never got back again. They only ever got to the Super Bowl one time. So you don't know how long Mahomes and Andy Reid would have had to wear that if they weren't able to win. Yeah, I started to wonder about the philosophy. I thought the Niners had a great philosophy. I thought it was going to be run the ball, keep Mahomes off the field, and then make uh, put more pressure on him with every possession because now he's got to score touchdowns. The Niners didn't score touchdowns, and I thought that was going to come back and haunt them. It felt like they abandoned the run. It felt like they were getting a little smarter than they needed to, and you gave him that. You gave Mahomes that opportunity, and uh, he took advantage of it. Um, I know we like to credit, but we also love to criticize. If you look at the play calling with the 49ers, uh, is it a big issue for you? It's not. Uh, I would say the biggest issue I had from a play calling standpoint for the Niners was the end of the first half. Now, I don't mind him, Dan, not calling a timeout after they stopped the Chiefs at midfield because at midfield, you know, you don't know what your field position is going to be. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I love to see the analytics on the score probability there, but the Chiefs almost down the ball at the one-yard line at that point. So if you call a timeout and you're Kyle Shanahan, you might be giving the Chiefs a better chance to score. What I didn't understand from a play-calling standpoint was, okay, the ball went in the end zone, it's a touchback. You got the ball at the 20, a minute left, and you run on first and second down and huddle up. I just thought, how about just a, a short pass, a screen pass, Kittle or one of the running backs. Didn't really like that. I'm not as critical of Shanahan's play calling in the fourth quarter as some other people are because, I mean, they were open. You know, Chris Jones yeah. tipped one pass. Garoppolo missed one pass. Emmanuel Sanders was wide open, you know, after they got behind. They, they did have some runs that were successful, but, you know, that's one of those, Dan, where if he runs it on first and second down on both those series, and then third down they throw it is com- incomplete. Oh, Kyle Shanahan's too conservative, just like he was at the end of the first half. If Garoppolo hits those throws or Chris Jones doesn't get his hands on two of them, I think we're all singing a different tune. Talking to Ross Tucker, Westwood One analyst, and the uh, Ross Tucker podcast, also host of the new show, home and home yeah but you you also had john lynch the gm up in his box who is signaling for a timeout so it's it's not like um and unless he thought you know man that's weird he's not gonna let jimmy try to get us in field goal range there this is john lynch the gm saying let's call a timeout here so there was a disconnect between what john lynch thought they should do and what kyle shanahan thought they should do Yeah, and I I disagree with John, and I agree with Kyle in that instance because when they're punting at the 49-yard line and you don't know what your field position is going to be and you still have three timeouts, I'm not calling timeout there because, you know, it's almost gotten to be like arena ball, Dan, where you used to think a minute and a half, 
oh man, this game, this this half is over. Now it's like sometimes the, both teams get the ball another time. And I think Shanahan looked at it and said, if they pin us down at the one or two and we go three and out, me calling a timeout is just giving Andy Reid and the Chiefs a better chance to score here. So I understand John Lynch is a defensive player originally and everybody's feeling that way. But I, I'm pretty confident that if you looked at the probability to score in that situation, that it was more likely the Chiefs would score at the end of the half than the Niners. What doesn't make sense is, okay, it's a touchback. You have it at the 20. You run it on first and second down. He, you're showing no faith in Garoppolo at all. And then what was crazy about it, Dan, is they throw the ball to Wilson out of the backfield. They get 25 yards. They get to the 45-yard line. And then they throw the bomb to Kittle, which I thought was a good – first of all, it was an unbelievable throw by Jimmy G. Unbelievable. You, you, know, you talk about moments, Dan. If Kittle doesn't push off, if he just catches the pass, that might be what we talk about. We might talk about how the Niners scored at the end of the first half. That was a huge thing to go into halftime with the momentum. And Garoppolo made the throw of the night. It's just unbelievable how many different little things, including Kittle, just pushing off with his hand a little bit makes so much of a difference. Do you call that? I think so, yeah. I mean, I thought that was passion. I mean, first of all, he did it twice. Second of all, when you extend the hand, I mean, I know you're a basketball guy too, Dan. You know, like, you can kind of put your elbow there or you can use your hip or maybe even put your arm up there. But when you push and extend the hand clearly, they're taught to throw the flag. I thought it was a good call. I thought the officials had a good night. Uh, now, there was one time where Jimmy G got rocked helmet to helmet in the third down the fourth quarter that I could not believe they didn't throw the flag. But other than that, I'm glad that the officiating was not a major storyline. Good to talk to you as always, Ross. We appreciate your time during the season, and uh, we'll be checking in with you again. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me as always, Dan. That's Ross Tucker, former NFL lineman, and uh, his new show, Home and Home, on Radio.com. Uh, that's the Radio.com app. A couple of phone calls in here. The aforementioned Jeff in Detroit joins us. Hi, Jeff. How are you, bud? What up, though, Dan? I kind of resent that remark you said. Jeff doesn't have nothing else better to do. Who else is going to eat these chili dogs at 11 o'clock in the morning, man? My goodness. How do you think that gets done? Uh, best and worst of the weekend, uh, my friend had the best line of the night. He said uh, to the defense of the 49ers, premature celebration could cost cause a loss of performance <laughs> on and off the field. I said, man, this is just bad for them because they did take the picture right after the uh, thing. My best is going to be witnessing it. Patrick Mahomes has it. We're often hearing about it. You know, Michael Jordan had it. When you cut it on and you do what you're supposed to do when you do it with the pressure on you. And, I mean, he was having not that great of a game. Anybody else probably would have went off in the corner and just curled up. But this guy knew it was the Super Bowl. He came out and he did what he was supposed to do. I commend you on you doing one thing that I guarantee you hardly no other show did. Mention the offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. Nobody knows about this guy. And I'm wondering, is it because Andy Reid is such a big figure? Worse is going to be? It was a guy from the 49ers, to my understanding, about eight minutes left. He was he went ahead and uh, started printing up those Super Bowl uh, championship shirts for the 49ers. And I'm taking there's going to be a lot of people in third world countries walking <laughs> around with Super Bowl shirts on, man. Because, I mean, you figure 10 minutes, you got 10 minutes left. You're up by 10. They're not going to lose.
Yeah. And what are we talking about this morning? The Chiefs being the champs. Hey, great show in, uh, 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 in Miami. Every day is the Super Bowl, brother. Thank you, Jeff. That's true. That's our motto. Every day is the Super Bowl. Yes, McLovin. My wife would probably take one of those Jimmy G Super Bowl champion T-shirts. Yeah, that what, was a what long was the night deal? for me. She just discovered Jimmy She's Garoppolo? She's never seen this man. She's like, who's that? I'm like, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Isn't it weird, though, when you see, when you hear your wife say somebody's attractive and you realize that that person looks nothing like you? Yes. Right? Yeah, Jimmy G and I are never big – maybe a little Kyle Shanahan and me, but no, Jimmy G, definitely not. My wife doesn't fanboy anybody. But if I bring up Clive Owen or she sees Clive Owen, she's like, no, that's a handsome guy. And I go, he looks nothing like me. And she goes, I know. Well, were you looking for a Clive Owen type guy? Yeah, Paul. How do you think you'd go over with your wife if, if she was watching a show and there's a, a pretty woman on the screen and you walked in the room and went, Ooh, who's that? <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine. We can't I, get away with that. I know I can't. We can't get away with that. But but women can do that. Like really? my wife will go, oh, who's that? And then I'll go, why? And she goes, no, i just asking, who is that? And I'll tell her who it is. She goes, oh, okay, he's handsome. Oh, what the hell? Yes, uh, I know I've made that comment a couple of times on your wife. The, uh, the no, way you can't. You not appreciate that. It's like, whoa. Who's, who's, what yeah, you go, about? oh, my God. This, this all right, moment. Todd, relax. I like that uh, Jennifer Lommers? Yeah. Like, that's an attractive woman. <laughs> like, she's a beautiful woman. So you got to just keep those thoughts to yourself. You can't verbalize how it And she's to on Extra Extra with uh, Billy Bush. And, and uh, I, I was watching, of course. I love watching those shows. And, and my wife goes, oh, Billy Bush is back on TV. I said, yeah. I said, that Jennifer Lommer is a really beautiful woman. She goes, what? <laughs> I said, she because it, it didn't fit in. I, I, I was supposed to be talking about Billy Bush back on TV, and I, I shoehorned Jennifer Lommer's as a beautiful woman. Yes, uh, see. That's how I know that my wife really does like a guy. Or like, sorry, because she was like, oh, now see him? I like him. You know, because she never will indulge it at all about who is good looking and not. And I'm always, we have these disagreements on. I'm being like, babe, that guy is so hot. Like, you could just admit it. Like, what is he smoldering? And she's like, no, he's just not my type. Like, she's like, we have different taste in men. <laughs> and, but, and, but sometimes, like, when you sent the Harry Styles picture, she's like, okay, now see him? I like him. He's cute. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's got a thing. Yeah, he is a cute guy. Uh, we'll come back. I want to bring back the Melissa Etheridge Kansas City Chiefs song that she wrote for us uh, for the playoffs. So we figure we might as well pay it off again and uh, play that great song, her tribute to the Kansas City Chiefs. More phone calls coming up as well. Back after this. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, sports fans. I have a daily sports podcast I want to tell you about from Wondery and The Athletic. It's called The Lead. Now, Wondery have produced some of my absolute favorite podcasts, and The Athletic they're some of the best storytellers in the sports business, and they have a podcast every weekday morning. The Lead brings you a deep dive into the biggest sports stories of the day from the Athletics all-star team of local and national sports writers. Stories like, you know, that 49ers running back that's just come out of nowhere and dominating, or a deep dive into the Zion era. It is upon us, and what does it mean for the NBA 
all of that and much, much more. So if you're looking for the full story behind last night's scores and today's hot takes, make sure you subscribe to The Lead from Wondery and The Athletic on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. A few more phone calls to get. Got to rock them, sock them robots from a guy named Brock Lance. I don't think Brock spent any time cleaning the rock them, sock them robots. He just sent it in. Uh, he said, sorry, I didn't clean it. Took it straight from the garage, and uh, he sent that in. I, I still don't know where the other rock them, sock them robot was, the original one I had for the man cave. It's tough to keep inventory here. By the way, I love these patches that I've been getting from around the country. I love to be able to fly the colors if you're – a fire department, uh, Milwaukee Police K-9 unit. I got Las Vegas Police Department, Indianapolis Fire Department. Uh, if you want to send them in, I'll, I'll probably display those until I run out of space here. More calendars for us to sign, by the way. Did you guys see that? Mario thought he was in the clear. And uh, I came in today and I go, looks like we got some more calendars. He goes, yeah, we do. So, Got a few more to sign. Mike in Florida joins us. Hey, Mike, what do you have for me today? Hey, what are you doing, Mr. DP? Um, first of all, best of the weekend was last Thursday on your show. You guys are great. Thanks for posing with everybody. People don't know that about you guys, but thanks for that. And I have no worse, so my best is to give a shout-out to a foreign police officer. All right. Well, thank you, Mike. Uh, yeah. His name is uh, Francis Shea, Medford, Massachusetts. Thanks right. for protecting and serving. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, after every show we have with the studio audience, we take pictures, team pictures with them, and then we also have Traeger food that we gave uh, away as well. So uh, it, it's a fun it's a fun week to be able to uh, spend time with uh, our listeners. Yes, McLeod. Maybe we should do that after the show, too, just have uh, have weeks you get us together for pictures every day. I don't know with whom. Who's Weeksy is our camera. you got to yeah. explain who Weeksy is. Weeksy is the stage manager. Even people here don't know who Weeksy is. Now you're asking our audience. Mozart of getting people. I've never seen anyone get people to smile better than that guy. He was a very, very happy guy. He's our cameraman, one of our cameramen, and then he would take pictures with everybody. Over he, here, everybody. Smile. Come on. He, he should be. He should go into uh, taking pictures of uh, kids to make them smile, you know, when they do their portraits. Yes. He, he made everyone feel extremely welcome and uh even even if anyone had any kind of less than a smile on their face, they immediately grinned when he addressed them. So he, uh, he did an awesome job. Thank you, Tom. You're welcome. Uh, Branson, Kansas. Hey, Branson. Passion Bucket is very, very full today. Yeah, it should be. Yes, the best. Uh, Traeger Burgers and Dogs at the party. Nice. Bester. I was, uh, my mom was five months pregnant with me, uh, January 11th. Five months away, so it's literally I'm 50 years had to wait for the uh, big moment with the Chiefs. Bestest, That's my dad great. and I watched three Celtics championships, two Royals World Series, two KU championships, and now the Chiefs championships. Want to say thanks, Dan, for your honesty in the last year with your uh, medical ailments and everything. Really appreciate you every day. I'm out in the oil field driving every day. Listen to you every morning. 
Thank you. Thanks for the phone call, and uh, congratulations. Uh, this day in sports history. This is pretty big. In 1912, college football made some new rules. The field was shortened to 100 yards. It used to be 110. Uh, touchdowns used to be five points. They were moved, made to six points. You all now had four downs to get a first down instead of three, and the kickoff was moved. And all those rules stayed basically forever. Huh. 1912. Okay. Pretty cool. Anything else? Uh, 2001, the XFL debuted. And the XFL is debuting again in about uh, five days, six days. Here's Melissa Etheridge, the Chiefs uh, fan who uh, wrote this song when the playoffs started for us. I got my friends and family all blowing up my phone. My kids think I've gone crazy as I'm running around my home. Well, I heard Dan Patrick wanted me to call into his show. Well, the Chiefs must have won the AFC and we're headed to the Super Bowl. When I was just a little girl upon my daddy's knee, I remember it like yesterday. It was 1970. Oh, the Chiefs had Lenny Dawson, then Buck Buchanan and Bobby Bell. Oh, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, I heard my daddy yell. Well, 50 years they came and went, and sometimes we got close. Gonzalez never got to go, Jamal nor the great priest homes. So many times it broke my heart, thought I might never know. But the Chiefs just broke that playoff curse, and now they're headed to the Super Bowl. My thanks to Melissa Etheridge for that song, and uh, congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs. What we learned brought to you by Tacova's Boots. They're handmade, full-grain leathers by world-class bootmakers. And uh, Tacova's cuts out the middlemen and sends that savings on to you at amazing prices. You're going to love this product. Shipping returns, exchanges are free and easy. Visit Tacova's, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash D-P. Tacova's Western Goods for New Frontiers. Reggie Aloysius Miller will be on the program tomorrow. I thought the Lakers did a beautiful job in that tribute to Kobe Bryant on Friday night. Beautiful, beautiful job. Thanks for joining us. Seton Pauli, Fritz, and McLovin, yours truly. This has been the Dan Patrick Show. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify, and it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.